welcome back to Bible study. Welcome back to Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 1. I can't remember how many, verse, how many um, Bible studies we've had on chapter 1, but I think it must be about 6, 7? I think it's. I think we've had six. six. Welcome, John. Yes, Derek. I, I think we. This is our seventh Bible study on chapter one. I trust that we are doing justice to these amazing words of Paul. And you're going to read. I think, John. Yes, I am. Verse twenty-one to the end of the chapter. And yes. God willing, we'll get to the end of chapter oh, one. That's right. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labour. Yet what I shall choose I cannot tell, for I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. But nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful to you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you, and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here is in me. Hmm. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your precious word. Thank you for the example of the Apostle Paul. Oh, Holy Spirit, please help us to to, to, to follow Paul as he follows Christ and to, and to be like him. Give us his passion, his zeal for the gospel and his will, the willingness he had to lay down his life. Thank you for him, Lord. Thank you for using him. And Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will minister these words to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we're inching through chapter one. Um, Paul has given his greetings. He's said his prayer. He, he's sort of described his own experience and his own example to them. And then he, he sort of pivots at verse 27 to his readers. Uh, and, he's, and then, of course, in chapter two, it's, it's full-blown, you know, uh, instruction and, and, and teaching, but we, we sort of, we, we got to verse 21, so we're still at Paul's example, he's sharing his testimony to them, but he's, uh, he's I think, quite eager, every now and again he's dotting in a little uh, encouragement for them, but it seems that then he sort of, it turns it, this, you know, I want this to be your experience. He, st that's he starts off with this amazing statement. Again, it's it words amazing statement. For to live, for, was it, we, for mm. to me, to yes. live yeah. is Christ. I mean, that is an amazing statement. Yeah. That his every waking moment, and he probably 
when he's asleep, he's probably dreaming about the Lord and the Lord's talking to him. Yeah. His, his every moment of his life is to live mm. for Christ and allow Christ to live through him. That, you know, mm. what, a wonderful, what a wonderful state to be in. Yeah. What a wonderful condition to be in. And, and, and utterly fearless. He's, he is utterly fearless. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, because perfect love drives out fear, yeah. casts it out. There's no room for fear in his life. He, he's so, his assurance is so great, his certainty about his destiny, and, 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 and not only that, his certainty about the power of the gospel to save people yeah. is, is... It's totally preoccupied. Totally preoccupied. Totally preoccupied. Every, everything he, he does What I find it, that is so genuine is, is that he's sort of repeating this kind of dichotomy or this dilemma uh, of, of, you know, should I be here or should I be there? Uh, he doesn't just say it once. He, you know, we, we have verses even into verse 27, you know, whether I come and see you or, or I'm absent, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's not just a, a throwaway phrase for me yeah. to live as Christ to die. I, I'm hard-pressed to, to, to decide. And, and he sort of gives different um, angles on, on it's this. There's an inner conflict that he yeah. wants yes. us to see into, yeah. his, into his heart. Yeah. The, and... Um, and, and we see his motivations. Yeah. And, and of course, I love the fact that he's not afraid of death. To die is gain. Um, that is a proof, by the way, as well, that, that when we go, when we die, we do go to heaven. Yeah. You know, as believers. Yeah. You know, we don't just go into some sleep or some state of unconsciousness because then to die would not be gain. The whole point is, my life is Christ, so when I die, I'll have more of Christ because yeah. this, this body won't be getting in the way with, yeah. it, with its yeah. uh, pulling me the other way. So he's conflicted mm. because on the one hand, yes, he enjoys his life with Christ and the fact that he is making a difference uh, through his ministry. But on the other hand, to die would be pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, even better, in fact. But he is actually balancing up because in the next chapter he talks about don't just look up for your own interests but the interests of others. Yeah. And this is what's going on because from his own point of view, as he says in verse 22, you know, uh, well, from his own point of view, yeah. if he died, it would be gain. That's right. But on the other hand, um, in terms of thinking about their interests, yeah. see, if we're selfish, all we think about is our own interests. Yeah. But Paul is also thinking about their interests. It's better for him to stay exactly. alive. Exactly. As he says, if I live on in the flesh, it will mean fruit from my labor. Yeah. Uh, and, and I can invest myself in, in your lives. Yeah. Um, and, and so he, he honestly is pulled in two directions. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. What I would actually prefer, I can't tell. Yeah. Although eventually he comes round to saying, I'll put your interests above my interests. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that again shows the servant heart, that he puts other people's interests yeah. and welfare above his own. Yeah, but um, if you're not afraid to die, that's a big thing, because then you won't compromise. I think so. Yeah, I you know, think people so. who you are climbing... You think of the martyrs, you yeah. think of Fox's book of the martyrs, Great lines that yes. show that these folk are generous. Yes. Pindell, um, Lord, open the... If we could just spend a little bit more time on this, what it means by um, 
to die is gain. Now, the reason I say that is because I know out there there are two schools of thought. There's the one which Derek has just expressed, which I subscribe to, that when we die, our spirits go immediately to the Lord and we continue to have an existence with him prior to us getting our glorified bodies. But this was the big argument between Luther and Calvin. Mm. And it's a, it's a big argument. And, and there are those that believe no, we, they don't believe in soul sleep, but they believe that we go into the grave and we will wake It'll be like the blink of an eye. I mean, it could be thousands of years, but it'll be like the blink of an eye to the, to, to, to the individual. And, and then they will arise according to Thessalonians and meet the Lord in the air. I, I, and people, they're passionate about this. Passionate. I don't believe that scripture possibly supports that view. And the reason for that is Luke 16. And mm. there's no way I say to people when I'm having this discussion, with them, the Lord does not set cryptic crossword puzzles. Yeah. This wasn't even a parable, it was an account. Right. And, and the, it is absolutely clear in Luke 16, you cannot dismiss it. You might not agree with it. It might not suit your argument, but you can't write it out. I mean, I've heard it suggested it was, add, it was added later. Yes, that's nonsense. Yeah. The Lord is speaking it. Yes. The, the Lord himself, yeah. word for word, it's in red. Mm. I, I think there's no doubt that we go to be with the Lord immediately. Mm. The, 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 the scriptures say the body goes into the grave and the spirit returns to God. Well, the spirit is who you are. Mm. It's, yes. your, it's your very self. Yes. So, you know, it's just a struggle. But the, the scripture here, what we just read, doesn't make sense. But I come back to the fact you have these two powerful theologians, Luther on the one hand and Calvin on the other, who were odds over this. And they're disparaging about I just it. I mean, Luther used to talk about ghost city, which I think is so rude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's well, so, so rude. The, uh, you know, who wants to live in ghost city? And yes. why, why, if we have ghost city, why would they bother to give us bodies back in the future? Well, our destiny is here on earth. Mm. This is where we're going to rule and reign. Let's just read the scripture from Luke, Luke 16. Just, I, I think it's worth. No, I, I'm just, I'm just picking it out of the rich man Lazarus. Yes. But which particular? With the whole um, account. I, um, shall I quickly read? Yeah, it? read it. Yes. Uh, but uh, no, you've got, I've got uh, the wrong you version. We don't have to do the whole. No, we don't thing, have to do. I wanted few, to pick out that point. Those few verses. Yeah. And another point about yeah. it, even if it was a parable, and yeah. it doesn't say it's a parable, parables are always based on true life situations, right. like the parable of the sower. Yeah. So in other words, even if that wasn't an actual event, and I believe it was actually, yeah. Yeah. so do I. It was, it, it was true to life. Yeah, that's right. Because that's, that's the right. nature of parables is that yeah. the natural reality is compared to the yeah. spiritual yeah. one. So, uh, just to help the folks who are watching, because we, you know, we are, we've made references to Luke 16. It'd be good rather than talking about the dishonest manager, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or do you know what I mean? We're talking about the rich man and yes. Lazarus. Here we are. I'm going Luke 16. I'm going to start in verse 19. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. 
And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's clear as clear as clear. The Lord doesn't tell lies. Yeah. That's right. Uh, this is my, my, so repeat uh, the point, the dispute between Luther and Calvin. Yeah. On this. That we're conscious after death. Yeah. Yes. We continue to exist. Uh, we can and, and we remember our lives. We yeah. it's, it's right. so much in that. It's very clear. Mm. That is very clear. Yeah, I do I, I I do think when in Revelation it says he'll wipe every tear from our eye, there has to be some recollection, some regret. Even though, you know, we're not crying through yes. pain or suffering or that, that I think there could be tears of regret looking yeah. back over our lives. You were saying last week about being ashamed. I think, yes. you know, there are things when we look back, there will be some regret. We will be aware. Uh, yes. It'd be ridiculous if we, if we everything's cancelled and zeroed out and reset yes. and we just become like automatons up in heaven with no connection to how our personalities and what the Lord has put into us on earth. I mean, why perseverance, you know, yes. brings character, character, hope. It's, it's there's a continuum. Yes, if all that's Our spiritual character yes. being developed here, uh, which goes on into eternity. You could argue that's yes. the only thing that goes we'll on, actually. Same, we're essentially the same person. Yes. We stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and yeah. yes, yeah. there yes. will be some weeping. Yeah. Then he'll wipe away our tears. And yeah. Exactly. Praise God. Exactly. But, um, well, and, and the proof is, is in the next verse anyway. Verse mm. 23 mm. says, I'm hard-pressed between these two outcomes, you know, living or dying, yeah. having a desire, a personal desire to depart and be with Christ, mm. which is far better. Yeah. So in other words, he's very clear that if he departs his body, and this word for depart here, I think is... To, would be used, for instance, when an army changes ta um, camp, it, it puts down its tent and moves camp. And in a way, our body is like this tent, this temporary structure. And, you know, when we die, we, we depart from this tent. Yeah. Uh, or it's also used as a ship that's connected to the, to the shore. And then when that rope is loosed... Throw away. Then we go. So we actually... Um, leave our bodies mm. we are spirits mm. and we have a soul and we live in a body that's how i think of it that's the also the scripture we will know even as we are fully known you know it doesn't seem to be that we'll be you know as you say, in ghost city no <laughs> you, you, know, you could it, say that is when you're resurrected you yes yeah but you know jesus said even though a man die yet shall he live and you can't yes. be both and therefore you 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 die physically, but you yeah. live continually. Yeah. There's no... They, they, Wonderful. But, you know, it's, people need to know this. No, they're, he they're, dies, they're yet shall he live. Passionate arguments. Yeah. Um, yeah. In my flesh I shall see God. Yes. That was Job. Yeah. yeah. He, um, yes. Worms destroy this body. Yes. It's in the Messiah, actually. But, yeah. uh, oratoria. Yet... You know, there's something about the resurrected body there, isn't there? That 
He says, even though worms destroy this world. So we're not talking world. about the resurrection body. No, okay. I mean, that's great, yeah, yeah, a yeah, great yeah, verse. Yeah, yeah. It is a great verse. No, and this is talking of... about the intermediate state. Yeah. The theologians call it the intermediate state. Yeah. It, we have three phases to our existence. There is this life. Yeah. Um, then the intermediate state and is, is when we're separated from our body. And then the eternal state is when our body is resurrected mm. and we'll be in that state forever. So there's this intermediate state when our spirit is separated from our body. What happens in that state? And um, here he, he says, if I depart, I'll be with Christ. If I depart my body, I'll be with Christ. So that's pretty clear, I would have thought. Yeah. But I love that verse. In, I'm so glad you referenced uh, Lazarus. Yes. Um, Jesus said in... Um, John eleven twenty five. I am the resurrection and the life. That's yes. two different things. Yes. The resurrection of the body and the life for the spirit. Mm. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. It's wonderful, isn't it? So in other words, even if you die, you, you carry on living. Mm. Um, and he who, sorry, forgive me. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. That's talking about the resurrection. Mm. He will resurrect. Mm. us even after our death mm. but the next verse says whoever lives and believes in me will never die yes well, he's not talking about physical death there because obviously we do die what he's saying is you will never die in your spirit your That's spirit right. won't die yes um, so if we believe live and while we're alive we believe in christ we will never die our spirit keeps on living mm. even after death and of course, it goes. And in to Revelation, talks about like the spirits of just men made perfect, yeah. doesn't it? And that's before the they resurrection. They are in the New Jerusalem now. That's before the resurrection. Yeah. So it's uh, before the glorification. Yes, the, before the, the resurrection, glorification. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, the balance. I, I um, as, uh, obviously Alan Tun's funeral. I was asked to to actually give a give a, a message, and you you have to. I ended with this. Sometimes they, in funerals, they begin with yeah but I, I, I wanted to relate it to Alan's faith and his life and then at the end th this um, is so powerful to someone of faith yeah. again it's used cheaply yes you know it's just read out at a funeral um, which is tragic really because uh, uh, and then the Lord ends by saying to Martha do you believe this mm. that's the key thing yes yeah. yeah I find that really moving that you know Mm. Even though he dies, yet shall he live. Yet shall so wonderful. Um, that's the spiritual dimension. So, uh, again, we're just, uh, Paul is sort of unfolding what it, what it means um, to, to remain. I d I, he doesn't go into a lot of detail. We go elsewhere for the detail of mm. uh, to die is gain. But he is, he, he is basically saying, well, on balance, I, I better remain with you. Yes, I mean, it's interesting, yes, I think he chooses, I don't know if he's, it's not really his choice whether to stay or remain, to be honest, That's but right. in a way, he's making a decision in himself what he, what he really wants to do. Yeah. And um, he says, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. Yeah. And then I like his decision in a way, and verse 25, being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all. It's um, quite powerful, isn't it? It's, so it's like when he was on the boat, you know, don't worry, you're, you're safe. <laughs> you know, we're going to make it, you know, it looks as though it's all over, but he, you know, there's something genuinely, you know, prophetic. He, he says, no, I, I think I, I'm going to... 
continue with I'm you. I'm not sure if this is right, but I think there's a sense in which Paul is under such immense pressure that we can't really imagine mm -hmm. that it would be easy for Paul to quit in his heart yeah. and, and die because, you know, all of hell is wanting him to die, you know, and there is such pressure on him that if he kind of just gave up... That is a good point. And didn't the, the devil would be very happy very well. to knock him off early, yeah. like he would with the Lord Jesus. Yeah. If he didn't make that decision in, him heart, in his heart, no, I will fight on, yeah. I will live on mm. for their sake, mm. uh, then maybe he would have died because he would have... Yeah. He wouldn't have accessed the grace That's of God. That's a good point, because we can give up, going, can't we? You know. yes. It says he was convinced, I'm convinced, verse 25, I'm convinced that, 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 that this is true, so I want, I want you to experience what I've experienced. But he, he doesn't, but later on, he, he still holds out the possibility that he's going to die, because he talks mm. about, but if I yeah. give myself as a drink offering, that's yeah, a bit that's later. Right. That's yes. right. So in other words, it's not like he, he has the decision as to what's going to happen, but he's deciding, in a sense, his own um, determination and commitment yeah. Yeah. to fight on yeah. and to do everything in his power, mm. as it were, to continue his ministry. Yeah. You know? But obviously he knows it's in, in the sovereignty of God what will happen. But notice he says... Being confident of this, I know that I shall remain. He's, he is willing to remain. He's not going to quit early. That's right. We, and I believe that should be our attitude, that we, 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 do the, we, we keep in the game as, as long as we can yeah. for the glory of God. That's it. That's for what, the that's progress, and that's that same word again, you know, where we talked about the procope, the, yep. the advancement. He says, for, well, that was for your clearing, progress. Was that the clearing down of the forest? Yeah. yeah exactly. It's the same word there. Yeah, exactly. In other words, he's, he's, he's wanting their spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. And that's why he was going to... So he's putting their interests above his own. Yeah. He's saying, I, I want to stay here to serve your faith, to minister to your faith, to strengthen your faith. And so it's a great example of him putting the interests of others. He's not, he's not settling on just a little potted sermon you know, a, a sermonette, you know, and, oh, I've, I've done it for you, and you, you, you can be going on with that. It's that you may have, you know, ample cause, you know, layers and layers and layers of spending time with me, you know, and experiencing God as I experience God, and then you will glory in Christ. Mm. It's not going to come through me giving you a, a couple of verses in a letter, you know, wish you were here, <laughs> you know, love you all, God bless. It was, it's... He's giving layers and layers of teaching to build yes. them up. Yeah. Build them up. Yes. That's right. We've... Praise yeah, God. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I love it when you keep saying praise God because we, it is something to be really thankful for that we've got this. And, um, yeah, I do find that verse 27, he is, um, he, he's then, as it were, building on, in, on it again. Let, your, let your, your life be worthy. You know, he's... I, I feel that he, he, there's, there's a kind of shift of, of um, the critical mass or whatever towards them, mm. and he's starting to pile on, onto them teaching. Yeah, and this, this actually enters into the main body of the letter now. I think this so. is actually the, the key verse, uh, yeah. that in a sense the rest of chapter 2, possibly chapter 3, mm. is a development of this, this, this yeah. particular verse. Um, it has some interesting background on that because it, this word, conduct, 
Mm. Let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Yeah. He, he's now moving from his personal, you know, talking about himself and his issues uh, to now what he wants them to do. Mm. And um, this word conduct comes from, really means behavior as a citizen. Mm. And um, this is actually a special word, polituma, that is I hope we're with... Are we taking notes of all of these <laughs> So I hope you are at home. We're going to test, we're going to have a quiz. When we do Q&A, we're going to quiz you on all of these words. Yeah. Aperituma. Poli Polituma. That's where we get the word politics from. That's it. Is in its citizenship. And, um, well, the background that we, we talked about a few weeks ago is that Philippi was a Roman colony, yeah. which means it was a piece of Rome mm. in Greece, mm. you know. And therefore, they lived everything. It was set up that they had the citizen of Philippi was a citizen of Rome. Life in Philippi was just like life in Rome. Everything was done that way, the same values, the same customs, mm. and so on. Which the was the Roman the way laws. across the Roman Empire, the Roman wasn't way. it? Yes, but particularly in a colony, okay. it's like the British, British Empire would have colonies, right. you see. And the idea is that you would have that the British way of life there. That's right. And part of the thing is to make it look attractive, you know, yeah, to, to, spread, to, to spread the culture. the others, spread to spread the, the culture. culture. And Don't get us onto the British Empire. No, I, we, I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> French. The French Empire was just metro, met, part of metropolitan France. Replicate, yeah. Yeah, replicated too. See? But the, the twist on this is here, he's saying to them, the church in Philippi is a colony of heaven. Because Philippians 3.20 says that your citizenship is a similar word. Yeah. Your citizenship heaven. is of heaven. So the church is meant to be a colony mm. of heaven. So we, we live according to heaven. We live in this world. This was a colony of Rome in Greece. So the idea, though, they would live the Roman way in Greece. The church is a colony of heaven. So they don't, they don't live... Um, you know, they didn't follow the imperial cult and other things. Yeah. So they, they, in a way, stood out. They were, you know, not it's necessarily... It's a lovely way to think of it, isn't it? Yes, it is. I've not, thought, I've not thought of it, actually. Colony of heaven. Yeah, little, you see. Yeah. And there are two... There are two uh, dangers to a colony that, that yeah. play out in the next few verses. One is that you go native, all right? Yeah. You just take in the culture... Of the, you know, you, you, oh, like the Romans, or we like the way Greeks right. do you things. You assimilate. You compromise with these surrounding culture. You lose your integrity as a colony. And of course, if a church takes on the values royal of the priesthood, world, a holy nation. Yes. Yeah, it loses. Holy its means separate. Yeah. It loses its reason to be. Yeah. That's the first kind of attack. The second kind of attack is on its unity. If they, if a colony divides. And it's not particularly pop. There are enemies to it because they don't like this other culture yeah. competing in opposition to their own culture. And so, if it gets divided, and Paul is really appealing for unity, and it's very, church. it's very strong, isn't it? Where, where he says that you may be of one spirit, one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the direct attack yeah. against. Because this is a, we are a colony of heaven. We are to preach the gospel. We are to preach, mm. you know, mm. and, and, and be attractive 
So, that so they, I think they I'm thinking, I, I always think about how, how's it going today sort of thing. Are we of one mind, one spirit? Do we see ourselves as a colony of heaven? Mm. Do we see ourselves as Christ's ambassadors? Do, you know, do, I think often we don't. And, and the church is fragmented and it's not unified. And no, it doesn't, it's, it's, a gr it's a wonderful vision that we should be taking hold of today. Yeah. And because they would relate to that, you know, yeah. as being in a Roman colony. Yeah. And it's what he's saying is here, let your conduct. And that really means yeah. that just as a Roman citizen would would, would live appropriately, yeah. this is saying your behavior as a citizen of heaven, mm -hmm. let it be worthy of the gospel of That's Christ. Right. Right. And this word worthy, it's kind of like you've got the scales in the two ballots. If one thing is worthy of another, it's, it's to do with the weight. So on the one side, you have the weight of the gospel of Christ and its value and its yeah. awesomeness. Chapter 2, he describes, you know, what Christ did for us. Mm. So your conduct should match that. It should... And it I should. mean, again, he's... He's applying to them what he was sort of striving for in his own, you know, words where he said, you know, I, I don't want to be ashamed. I want myself to be yes, honoring to exactly. the Lord. I want to be worthy of this, of, uh, you know, I want to be a good citizen, you know, and now he's turning it to them and saying, you know, you do this, you do this, be worthy. What do you think of all that, John? <laughs> just for a little, just to give um, Derek a breather. Derek, yeah. oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's quite clear he's appealing for unity above uh, among yeah. believers. And I, I was thinking about it as Derek was talking, and and you know, we have all these the, these sort of subgroups, but actually, our unity should not necessarily should not in the first instance be with each other it should be with the word of God and if we if we have unity with the word of God we will by default have unity with each other but you know the devil comes in and causes division and 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 different interpretations and you know, these interpretations take root and we need to keep coming back to basics and you know, Paul keeps bringing us back to basics all the time it brings us back to the gospel and the, what, what the gospel means and, and what the impact of the gospel should be on human behavior. Yeah. And this striving for one spirit and, and, and exactly. one mind yeah. can only be in relation to the word of God. It can't right. be in relation to our independent thoughts about things. That's I right. mean, that's crazy. That's right. So uh, it's of the spirit, which is here in the word, and let us agree together that this is the truth. This is the only truth. Mm. There's no nuance of truth. It's either true or it isn't. And, and, and it's laid out very clearly for and it's us. It's not sort of, it's not unity or uniformity around a method or a no. personality. No. You know, it's sort of koinonia. You know, it's, it's that common um, sharing in common with Christ. Yes. Christ is the head. Yes. You know, we're the body. So we're in unity because we're, we're in fellowship with him, uh, the head. It, it's not just, you know, let's try and stick together sort yes. of thing. Yes. Or we're going to be this denomination, or that isn't you. Well, that's right. Because, because coming against what I've just said, you've got the old question, did God really say? Mm. You know, the question that's never changed and is, is, keep, is always thrown into the mix. Yeah. And we have to be on our guard for that. Yeah. And, and it, it's quite a good question in a sense. It makes you go back and check that God really did say that. But having discovered that he did, you have to stand your ground. Mm. 
Paul stood his ground. We must stand our he ground. He did. He stood his ground when he spoke, uh, you know, earlier in this chapter about those who preach out of selfish ambition or whatever. Yes. That didn't throw him off mm. the central message of unity. Mm. That, that we, there's one spirit, yes. there's one gospel, That's there's right. one message of salvation, and, and people may be peripheral to that and have their own motives, but... Yeah. You know, talking to his readers, he's saying, don't fall for that. Yes. Um, divisiveness. And it does it require... We're going to let... We, what I find about Bible studies is that Derek can't get a word in edgeways. I know. And I'm just sitting here, you know, listening to what Derek's saying. No, I can see and, he's, and, and, and enjoying, enjoying the fact that he wants to get in. And yeah, we're, good, we're good. Between but, us. But, but, carry, you guys carry but, on. But, but <laughs> Paul, you know, he doesn't only tell us to be of one mind and one, or one spirit, yeah. one mind, but we have to strive for it. Yeah. So yeah. That, that tells us that, that we, there's opposition. Yeah. Um, we are going to be distracted by the culture, by, but ultimately it's distracted yeah. by the devil, who, yeah. who, who will use all the, these baubles like yeah. the culture and, and other things in order to just lead us astray, mm -hmm. to get us off the main thing. And, and, you know, once he's got a foot in, then you become weakened, and once you become weakened, he'll chip, chip, chip away. But the um, other thing is, if we're on the other side, if we're in unity, the enemy can't get a foot in. No, no, it actually right. says this about the opponents. You know, don't be frightened in anything by your opponents. Why should we be frightened if we're in unity? Mm. Yes. If, if, we, if there's one spirit, we, we are like a formidable mm. colony. Mm. Shouldn't be worried about those that are trying yeah, to... Yeah, but he says more, doesn't he, yeah, about that. That verse 28 is interesting, where he says... And, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is right, you come back to you in a minute, <laughs> which is to them a proof of perdition. Mm. Yes, That's I know. That's an extraordinary statement. Yeah, We're know. probably running ahead of ourselves to get there, Derek, right. but we can pick it up in due course. That's right. It is an extraordinary yeah. statement. Yeah. Yeah. But to you, it's, it's to proof of their perdition, but of your salvation. Mm. We'll explore that a bit later on. It does on. look like a sort of military... I know you've given a few military you know, <coughs> pictures, but striving side by side, you know, the, the old Roman tortoise or whatever it was. You know, the, yes. the, you know if, you're, if you stand firm with your shields together, you know, the opponents are not going to be able to break through. Yes. The, Ro the Roman colony was made up largely of retired Roman soldiers. Okay. And so if the, when they had to defend the colony, they would join forces together. They knew how to fight. They could mm. defend the, mm. the colony. Mm. So he, he is definitely using this, this colony idea yeah. that, f first of all, you know, well, you know when it says let your, live as a citizen worthy of the gospel of Christ, yeah. he's not just talking individually, yeah, you should live a good Christian life. He's actually talking to them as a body. That, that you are to live together as this community that is in a worthy way. So it's the unity he's talking about. Um, so that when I come and see you or an absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit. Yeah. And I think that's the Holy Spirit. Yes. yes. Um, with one soul, literally. So you, 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 you do your best to, to and, and really one mind. Yeah. And that mind is, is what you were saying, John, about being grounded in the gospel, in the yes. faith. That it's through believing the word of God that we come into one mind. Mm. And then striving together, that's really interesting because mm. that's sun athleo. That is an athletic team. 
okay. striving together. Okay, so that's it. the physical, that we're literally together, linking arms, as it were, yeah. striving together for the faith of the gospel. So our unity is centered on the faith of the gospel. Yeah. And we, we are a team together. Mm. And we, like that colony, they all had to be together and they had to defend themselves against the, the attack. Is, is there something in this on the, is there some element of the triumphal march as well where you had the aroma of death? You know, because it says here um, that, you know, following your unity, you're getting your act together, you're striving. It said, this is a clear sign. Um, of your, uh, to your opponents of their destruction. The fact that you are such a powerful testimony to the gospel, living a life that's worthy, it, it's like Peter saying, depart from me, Lord, I'm an unclean man. It, it shines, it, it sort of shines out so powerfully, it, 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 it's sort of unmistakable to the, the opponents outside the camp that they are actually uh, on the road to perdition. It's that when you're under attack and intimidation, um, this word terrified is like a timid horse in the face of battle, yep. you know, uh, and, and he's scared and he wants to run away. But this says not frightened by any, yes. in anything by your opponent. And that's what Paul said, I'm not afraid of death. Yeah. And it's kind of like, if you maintain a calm confidence and boldness in the face yeah. of that persecution and that threat, that's only possible by the grace of God. That's right. And that grace that's on you is a, a sign to them yeah. that God is with you. Yeah. And if God is with you, they're on the wrong side. That's the point. You're on the winning side. <laughs> yeah. And that means if they're against God, and that's a witness to them. You almost don't need to say it, you as know. it were. You, you live a virtuous life. You, you live a life that's worthy, that's, that's uh, honourable to the Lord, that says it all to those who are not doing that. You don't have to say, oh, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're going down the road to destruction. It's almost they know it. You have to maintain your confidence. So I'd like to imagine that if I was, you know, a gun put to me, yeah. I, I, rather than just being all quiet and timid yeah. and that I would... I would, be pre I would be talking about Jesus. So it reminds know. me of Ridley so, and Latimer, you know, you know don't worry, Master, La Master Ridley, or was it, as Latimer yes, said, you know, we, by God's <laughs> grace, we will light a flame today that, yes. you know, by God's grace will never be extinguished. That's it, isn't and, it? And, the, and it's the grace of God. That would have scared the boots off the people, you know, who, yeah. who expected them to be, you know, shivering from fear, you know. Exactly. Yes. The power of God. And, and so it's the grace of God is a sign also to, to you, you see, of salvation and that from God. In other words, I believe, and I've not, I'll be honest, I've not really suffered no. much, you know. Oh, we only we give them a hard time in, in pa Bible study, In Pakistan, I, when I preached oh, you in were Pakistan over there. sometime, okay. there was a death threat against okay. me. But I guess that's the closest okay. I'd come, you know, yeah. to that kind of yeah. intimidation. And, and there was a shot through our van, you know. That was in the oh, days where we could do an out, outdoor crusade. But, but there is a grace of God, I believe, if we were in a place of, you know, real persecution, <clears throat> we would experience, if we're doing it for Christ, yeah. we will experience that grace mm. that will enable us to be strong and bold. Yeah. In, in, in the face of that persecution. Mm. And that is a sign to us that we are under the grace of God yes. and that God's, we're going to win. 
Mm. We're going to have a wonderful mm. eternity. But it's also a sign to our opposition that they are in danger of judgment, that yes. God is with us, and that gives them an opportunity to repent. Yeah. Um, Interesting thing is it's the same sign. Yeah. It's just, it means something different to us and tragically to, to those and that's how many vessels of wrath. Vessels of wrath. When the Christians were being massacred, you know, yeah. the way they died yeah, with exactly, confidence exactly. and joy meant many exactly. repented. Yeah, and, and that's important to Paul. Like he prayed earlier, it, what mattered to Paul was when he was faced in that situation of pressure, mm -hmm. he wouldn't buckle. He wouldn't, you know, he would maintain that confident witness even in the yeah. face of death yeah. that Christ would be magnified. And he's saying, you know, this is important that you access the grace of God when you're being persecuted. Mm -hmm. that, that will be one of your most powerful witnesses when you do that. That's interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking now that not only of Paul's revelation and his walk with the Lord, but that he watched Stephen die. Mm, yes. He, yeah, that was the start of it. Yeah. He, he held his coat and watched him die yeah. and watched yeah. him, what is it, the, the face of an angel. Yes. As he, he looked up and saw the Lord. Probably, he probably, he, I doubt he ever forgot that. That's a good example. Very, very powerful. Yeah. It just put Stephen in that, in that context. And he knew, he knew, even though he was at, sat under Gamaliel and he, and he was sort of the righteous crusader, he knew he was on the road to destruction. Yes. And I think Stephen's witness was important to Paul. Mm. Yes, I'm sure. I believe so. Because mm. it definitely says Paul was there. Yes, that's right. right. And, and I think that was a powerful witness to Paul. Mm. He saw the reality on Stephen. That wonderful. And that's, uh, the conviction got much stronger wonderful. on Paul at that point. Yeah, it's a horrible thing just to be out there crying crucify. Yes. Uh, and, you know, being in the crowd, you know, and in your heart, you know, he's, he's a righteous man. Yes. He's, he's standing. If the righteous one is all terrified and all that. Yeah. You, you, that just confirms you that you're, yeah. they're wrong. Yeah. I'm right. Yeah. You know, but if they see you, Yes, a little bit of um, Romans, is it 12? Pouring, heaping, burning coals on their heads. Yes. You know, you, you, it's the opposite. Loving your enemies, the Lord said, love your enemies, and then, Father, forgive them. Mm. You know, they know not. It's people watching the Lord Jesus at that point of absolute um, pain and, and suffering and death, saying, Father, forgive them. Mm. Uh, it, it is, it's the, at the point of death, the testimony is pretty powerful, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And, and there is a grace. I, you, it's only possible because there's a grace of God to do that. That's right, of course. Of course. And that, in verse 29, it really says that because it says, for you it has been granted, mm. and the, the word there has, has charis in the middle of it. Yeah. Grace. Yeah. It's by God's grace, uh, on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, mm. well, of course, we, that's great, mm. because it's saying that it's by God's grace we can believe. You know, even, even our faith mm. is a gift of God. Yes. You know. But he says, not only are we graced to believe, mm. but we are graced to suffer for his sake. Yeah. Now, we normally think suffering's, you know, in other words, it's, it's an honor to suffer for Christ. It's, it's actually given. He, Paul here is really saying mm. that when we're persecuted, we are being blessed by God. Yeah. 
we, we are being given a special privilege and an honor mm. to suffer for his sake. But I also see in that that, that actually it's a gr when we are called to suffer for Christ, there is a grace there. We, it's been granted to us. So that That's means right. there's a supply of grace right. for us to give a confident, yeah. even joyful testimony yeah. Yeah. in the face of that, yeah. which is a witness to... And, and to just that. pointing out, we're suffering for his sake. We're not um, suffering because we've antagonized people, you know, and we've got up their nose, you know, you know in some argument or, or whatever. It's, it's, it's blessed are, are you when men speak all kinds of evil because uh, of me. Because yes. of, yeah. and, and that's, you know, we've got our last 10 minutes. Let's... let's There's three types of suffering. Let's detail it, yeah. Three types of suffering, right? Unless you wanted to say something, John. Well, I, no, I, 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 I want, I want to hear this, types. but I mean, I, I, obviously, this is what Paul is talking about, and we, and we think, how does this work out in real life? Mm. You know, how, how does it work out? What's it mean? Well, I can say to viewers, if they haven't read it, read The Heavenly Man. Mm. That is the, 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 the Chinese, I forget the name, his name of the Chinese pastor who suffered so much yeah. and was able to, and in, in the most indescribable beatings, he was still able to be full of joy. Yeah. Uh, and you think, well, that's impossible. Mm. But nothing is impossible Jung. to God. That's him. Brother Yun. Brother Yun, yes. yes. Yeah. By the grace of God, yes. Oh, I, met, I met him and I used to joke with folks that I, I've met the heavenly man. <laughs> you met him. No, I just met him well, at a I, conference in Jerusalem. People want to understand what it means to suffer I know. for Christ. We've got and, no and, idea. And joyfully read that book. Yeah, we've got no idea. Mm. Um, yeah, there's so three types of suffering. Could we just read, uh, you know, it's at the, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, because it, it sort of gives us a little bit uh, more, and I've now got to find it. Chapter 5. Yeah, it's chapter 5. The end of the and, Beatitudes. And, yeah, and I'm not in my... Yes, that's it. But verse verse um, 10 and 11, John, could you read that? 5, 10 and 11. Yeah. Back a page. Um, chapter, Matthew chapter 5, verse 10 and 11. Mm. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. And then verse 12, rejoice. Yeah. Right. Hold on, God, get over no, the page here. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. It's an honor to suffer for Christ. Yeah. And, but, and there is a grace, mm. there's a blessing. Mm. He empowers us to, to exactly. he supplies the spirit. You can't do that in your own strength. No. You can't face the prospect of your body being sawn in exactly. half yeah. without the grace of God. Mm. Or you can't, you know, or being burnt at the stake. It you is. Know, bravery it is doesn't cover it. You know, <laughs> I, I mentioned it earlier, you know, and, and we rejoice in our suffering, you know, Paul says in Romans 5. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God and we rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, mm. hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his yes. spirit into mm. our lives. And then the other ones, we're heirs of God, joint heirs of Christ. It's wonderful in, in chapter 8. If indeed we share in his sufferings, that we may also share in his glory. For I consider that the suffering of this present time is not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. Mm. Now we're going to go to the three, um, the three aspects of, of this yes. um, and, and just to cap that off, 
yeah. we are graced, it's been granted to us to believe in him. So in that time when we're under pressure, the grace of God is there so that we can trust in Christ. Yeah. And through that f- trust, we are graced to be able to bear that suffering yeah. and glorify God through that suffering. Yes. But yeah, the three types of suffering, yes. just because otherwise we might get confused. Exactly. Um, first of all, we might suffer because of our own sin and our own foolishness. Yeah. Of course, there's no, because all sin has a curse attached to it. Yeah. So um, obviously, if we are suffering for our own sin, we need to confess the sin, repent, yeah. you know, and ask God for the way out. You know that we of the hole that we've dug People ourselves into. People suffer because of stupid decisions they make and yeah. bad bad judgments. It's our own. So that's kind of like the negative one. There's a kind of zero, uh, a kind of a neutral one, and there is uh, that we might suffer simply because we live in a fallen world. That's right. In other words, it's not because of any great witnessing we've done or any great act of righteousness we've done, but stuff happens in yeah. our life. You know we. We, we have bad circumstances, and it's not our fault. We there can be a natural disaster. I mean, the, the, the world, as it were, it says the whole of creation is groaning. Things yeah. are wrong. They're out of line yeah. on earth. There are things wrong with nature. There, there's climate change. There, there are things that are happening, you know, whether you say it's human yeah, induced. But we do, have, we do um, do things. We, we harm the, the, the world that the Lord's given us and there are consequences yeah. and suffering can result. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, and, I mean, and Fukushima built. People say, oh, how could God allow you know, the, this, this power station you know, to, to go up? They built it arrogantly on a fault line. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's part of the fallenness of man, but also yeah. things are not right in creation. And I think we think about poor old Joshua and Caleb who, who had to suffer for... 40 years because of the disbelief of his chums. You know, they had to suffer. But where you, in the first kind of suffering, you apply 1 John 1, 9. You know, you confess your sin. The second type of suffering, you apply Romans 8, 28. God works all things together for good for those who love him. So you keep on loving God and you you don't blame him for causing that suffering, but you thank God that he will actually work it for good. Mm in your life and he can he's the master of using yeah. that yeah. negative thing yeah. and making it great but then of course the third type of suffering is the highest kind mm. which is to suffer for Christ yeah. or, or for righteousness sake yeah. suffer for his name's sake for his gospel's sake mm. where we literally in a sense and this lay, was that reading from the beatitudes and that's what we're talking about yes. there and in what Paul is talking about yeah. in Philippians yeah being willing to lay down your life, mm. but gaining a higher life as, yeah. as a result. Yeah. Um, so those are the three types um, that... Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so I was just looking at that 1 John 1, 9. Yeah, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Yes, if, if our own sin is responsible for the suffering, we need to confess it yeah. and then ask God to, you know, so I do Give think many people out. do suffer from the, that first category. <laughs> yes. You know, and then the second category is the, the, the most common answer you get when you're witnessing on the doorsteps is, you know, why does God allow yeah. suffering in the world? It's that second example. Um, or, or as my biology teacher used to try and catch me out for believing in creation. You know, why is there disease in the world? You know, if God created everything good, it's, mm. it's because the world is fallen. Yes. Um, 
and we live, we've been living in through a pandemic of some, or of some order or, or another, but it is because things are wrong. And the response to the pandemic is wrong. And people suffer because of the response, because yeah. we're living in a fallen yeah, world. That's right. Yeah. It's just the reality, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and verse 30, if we've got time yes. to finish yes, it of off, oh, uh, yeah. um, having the same conflict. Yeah. That's the word agon. Yeah. Where we get the word agony. Or, yeah. or really, it's, it's an intense struggle of an athlete in an athletic. Yeah. So he's saying, we are all joining yeah. hands together. We are striving together for the faith of the gospel. Yeah. Our unity is centered on the gospel. Yeah. And we are all doing our own part yeah. in unity to, as an athletic yeah. team. Mm. You know, and the unity, like the, the English did quite well in this recent football tournament, right? But, and a big part of it was our unity. That's right. It wasn't about individual egos. We That's just, true. there was a unified team, and that was, we were impossible to beat. Well, I mean, that nobody. That's what happened with Greece a few years ago as well. Everyone was talking, Beckham, Rooney, you know. Yeah. And, you know, all of these superstars that the commentators hadn't picked up on the fact that this Greek team, that none of whose names did they know, yes. <laughs> came through and won <laughs> yes. in the final. It's exactly that. Yeah, unity is um, powerful. Paul just caps it off, doesn't he? You know, he, he caps it off by saying, you know, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now here that I still have. You know, he, he's sort of, it's a complete chapter, isn't it? Yes. Um, the Philippians 1. He, he's, he's talking about, um, there's a lot of examples from himself and, and then we're all in unity together. But this unity is so important because in the unity, God gives the multiplier, gives the multiplication. Mm -hmm. You know, one would put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. Mm -hmm. And you could go on. I don't know what the multiple is. Mm -hmm. but And it's God who gives the increase. So it, it, he, he honors unity. He rewards unity with a, with a supernatural multiplication so that you can see the powerful spiritual impact of unity. And didn't we say in our first study on Philippians 1 um, that Paul, the Philippians were those that Paul was closest to? Mm. Yes. Of all, of all of those he wrote to, he, these were way. his yeah. band of brothers, so yeah. to speak. Yes. Yeah. They were, he was reminding them that we're, we're fighting together for yeah. the gospel, yeah. and we're all playing our own part in that. Mm. And uh, it, he describes it as an agon. It's like fight. Yeah, I like it's it. It's a fight. It's a fight the good fight of faith. Yeah. There is opposition. Yeah. There are spiritual opposition. There's natural opposition. But we must unify Great. and preach together and pray for each other. Bless you. Really enjoyed um, Philippians chapter 1 with John and Derek. We must list somewhere uh, these Greek words and their meanings. It's been a great blessing. We look forward to sharing with you in chapter two of Philippians. See you next week.